This is Bigger Pockets Daily, kicking off your Monday with a daily dose of real estate information and education. The article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on Bigger Pockets, but you can't read the blog when you're walking the dog or browsing the MLS. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. How much do you need to save for your first investment property? By Whitney Hutton. You have discovered the power of real estate. Capital preservation, cash flow, appreciation, tax benefits, all words that are music to your ears. And you are ready to dive in. Then you check your bank account and realize you aren't really sure how much you need for your first investment. Not knowing the answer, you turn to the Bigger Pockets forums and post your questions, only to get a series of responses ranging from $0 to $100,000 and everything in between. What's worse, most statements begin with the words, It depends. Where do you start? Who is right? Well, it depends. Why padding your savings is critical. While it's true that you can get started in real estate for no money down, I often advise people to have at least $50,000 saved up. Not that you need $50,000 to buy that first property. You may need far less. But more importantly, so you have a short-up financial foundation and invest from a position of strength. I call this having a financial moat. This financial moat generally consists of saving up a minimum of three months of personal expenses. I prefer having six to 12 months of expenses myself and any deductibles in cash. This cash pile can help you navigate a job interruption, broken down car or health crisis, or buy you time to figure out your next steps financially should life throw you a curveball. Like a pandemic. How to prepare financially to buy an investment property. Now that you have your financial moat in place, 
it's time to figure out how much money you need to invest. In most cases, to buy a property, you need to have the following. Lending expenses. Down payment. This can vary widely depending on your investment strategy, market, and lending strategy. If you are using an FHA loan, this may be 3 to 5% of the purchase price. If you are using conventional or commercial financing, this may be 20 to 25% or more of the purchase price. Closing costs. This too can vary widely depending on your investment and lending strategy. Reserves. This can vary from lender to lender, with most lenders post-COVID-19 wanting to see 6 to 12 months of expenses in cash or in escrow. I've even seen lenders requesting the insurance deductible set aside as well. Property expenses. Rehab versus rent ready. The make ready expenses on a property can vary widely from simply changing the locks to a full gut rehab. In either case, make sure to have your full rehab or rent ready scope estimate locked in prior to closing on a deal and add a contingency to this budget to account for surprises. Lease up expenses. Unless you are buying a turnkey with a tenant already in place, be certain to add in lease-up costs from anywhere from 25 to 100% of the first month's rent. Vacancy expenses. Be certain to factor in at a minimum one month of vacancy costs in your underwriting, which is 8%, if not more, for the next year or two. Your property will be vacant at some point. It's just a matter of when. CapEx or maintenance reserves. It's not uncommon for a new investor to fudge the numbers on their first property and not set aside adequate capex and maintenance reserves in the beginning. I've heard many stories like this. Investor closes on a property, and the water heater that's supposed to have five years of life left goes out all of a sudden. You, as the new owner, will have to replace and repair items. A water heater costs the same whether it's a $60,000 home or a $200,000 home. As you can see, the costs to close a property and get it to profitability can add up quickly. How to get started investing in real estate. So, how can you start navigating this process, building your financial moat, and building capital for your first investment? Here are a few steps to take. One, Pay down any consumer debt that will negatively impact your debt-to-income ratio and prevent you from getting decent lending. Look to reduce these payments first. Credit cards, personal loans, car loans. Two, set aside at least three months of personal expenses plus any deductibles for your health, car, and home insurance. Bonus points if you can get six to 12 months. If you have some of your debt paid down, you can now snowball your previous payments to build up your personal reserves. I like thinking of my Roth account as a double-duty retirement account, since I can liquidate it penalty-free for most emergency needs. Moreover, you can leverage your employer payroll deductions and potential match to build this account quickly. 3. When you are close to having a minimum of three months of reserves set aside, begin to determine your investment goals, investment strategy, and market. This will help inform what you will need for your other expenses. 4. Talk to various lenders to determine your lending needs for down payment and reserves. 5. Talk to local property management to understand what fees you can expect for your property expenses. Wrapping up. As you can see, it's not a cut-and-dry answer for how much you will need to get started in investing. It very much depends. 
by taking stock of your financial foundation and taking care to build your financial moat properly, you can invest from a position of strength. That way, you will be well-poised to navigate the wonderful world of real estate. Congratulations! You just got smarter and one step closer to reaching your real estate investing goals. You know what else will make you smarter? Setting up keyword alerts in your Bigger Pockets profile. Go to Account Settings, Alerts, and set up alerts for the market or strategy you're interested in. For example, Turnkey or Kansas City. You're guaranteed to connect with like-minded investors who share similar goals. Want to hear more Bigger Pockets daily? Check out some older episodes you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.